Production. Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Kingdom Today. Kingdom Today is a talk show that we can just enjoy one another. We can talk things that are pertaining to the kingdom of God. I am your host, Bishop Kelly Zimmerman, and we're going to conclude today's uh, series of the high cost of perversion. I am excited to be here with you today. And, you know, even though it's cold outside, I am just overwhelmed and warm on the inside. Why? Because the Lord is just allowing us to be here today to just enjoy one another, to be able to talk, and be able to enjoy what God has for us to discuss, to learn, to be able to grow from each other. And so I want to introduce to you today the high cost of perversion, what have we learned? What have we learned from understanding the penalties of perversion. Um, We have to get to a point that not only do we have to gain insight from the pleasures that we think, and I'm not using that loosely, but the pleasures that we think that perversion entails the lust of perversion because it brings a package that appears to look good, but the end result is a price that we're not willing to pay. We don't want to pay. The cost is too high, in other words. What do you mean, Bishop Zimmerman? What do I mean? It could be anything as simple as we have a relationship that we're not happy with, with a person, or it could be that we end up causing generations of curse on our loved ones. It could cost us our very soul salvation because we put perversion as our God, instead of the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords. Somebody help me now. We talked about earlier in the series how perversion is generations old, I mean hundreds of years old, in the days of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Perversion is old. Let me explain something to you. Perversion doesn't always come in the form of sexual lust. No, 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 no. Perversion comes in all shapes and sizes. It all comes in all forms. It all comes in all mannerisms. And perversion gives the appearance of what is beautiful, what is Oh, appealing to the eye, the lust of the flesh, 
the pride of life, and then after it gets you, it sucks the very life out of you because it's going to kill you. Yes, that's what lust will do. You know, we've talked about how Eve had a found a friend. Yes, so she thought. And that friend knew. That friend knew what that fruit was going to do to her if she had eaten that fruit. That friend was there in the pre-Adamatic age. And that friend knew what was going to happen if Eve partake of that fruit, you know. That friend knew what was going to happen. But he knew that Eve didn't know. And he enticed her. You're not going to die. You're going to be wise like God. Today we see on the news about a famous doctor that had all kinds of famous gold medalist athletes. I believe the doctor's name is Larry Nassar. And he had all types of athletes, women athletes, that was under his care. And he was in charge of their very care. And guess what? They trusted him. Some of them were maybe very unaware of his actions. But nevertheless, they trusted him with their very care and come to find out that what happened, all these girls, young girls, because of his lustful desire, he violated them. He has changed the very course of their lives. Gold medalists of all ethnic origins, nationalities. They've been violated because of the perverse spirit that's within him. This doctor that could have had I mean, built a name for himself of providing care, medical care, maybe even some, uh, what you would call it, maybe some sports training, maybe some, maybe even some medical care. I'm not sure on his specifics, but has built a name for himself in a good way now has destroyed his very lifeline. 
He has approximately 60 years in prison because he has allowed the spirit of perversion. This man may not come out of jail alive. All because of perversion. We saints, we have to get to praying. We really have to get to praying because perversion is nothing to play with. And I don't say anything in judgment, in harsh judgment, because anyone can be affected by it. But at the same token, we say that we need to keep one another in prayer because of the fact that These same people can get to the place of being in perversion. That perversion could cause a person to get even violent, to murder, to do great bodily harm to someone else. And this is something that we have to continue to maintain our watchful eye, that third watch. Because these spirits, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, these spirits will get on the third watch. And if we're still sleeping as the body of Christ, they will sit up and they will get active, and then they will disguise themselves so well in the daytime. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to be more of our brothers and sisters' keepers. We We have to be more prayerful. We have to be more watchful. It's time out. It's time out. Mm-hmm. We have to. You know, it's a sad thing today where, and I have to throw this out there as well, that we often say that we're going to pray for you, but do we really pray? Do we really pray for one for another? Or do we forget? We have to get to a place that when we say or we think about praying for one another or we intend to say, well, I'm going to pray for you, well, let's pray right now. So that way there will not be any forgetting. That way if someone asks us to pray, let's go right now. We don't have to be ashamed to pray. But we do need to be ashamed when we're not on our watch and something happens. Because Mm -hmm. what happens when our brothers and sisters in Christ are going through the spirit of perversion and they're hurting, because some of them are hurting. Some of them may be in a reprobate state. But when they are affected, we're all affected. We need to know this. 
We don't need to be haphazard about this thing. We don't need to be lethargic because it's late in the hour, and I'm going to tell you right now that these demonic forces know when we're lethargic and they have gotten bolder and bolder, including the spirit of perversion. And when they know you're not going to do anything about it, oh, they're not going to do anything about it. We can just go on ahead. They see things. They know things. So we got to be about our father's business. We got to be more serious than ever. Have we not learned from what we see on the news? I watch the news. Some people say that they don't watch the news, and that's that's their choice. I watch the news as a matter of intercession. I need to know what's going on. I need to know what to pray for. I know the Holy Spirit will show me too. But also, I like to watch and see what's going on too. But at the same token, I'm seeing more perverse things going on. Sexually as well as not sexually. And one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I covered throughout this whole series is that perversion carries a cost that's so high that if we're not careful, and I said this before, I'm going to keep saying it throughout this show, that the price is going to be more than we're willing to pay. We're going to be talking about some more things. We're going to be covering some more bases, but I'm going to stop for a minute to give some uh, time for comments, questions, observations, and uh, any thoughts at this time. Good evening, Bishop Zimmerman. Good evening, Doctor. How are you? You touching on some stuff tonight. I'm like, I gotta jump in. I'm playing. I'm, I'm going into the double Dutch rope. Like, boy, when she let up off of this thing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bless you, Doc. Bless you. So Bless much. you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just glad that you're another one that is having some of the challenging conversations that church folk don't want to deal with. Um, Bless from the you. pastor, from the pastor's pew, or to the church pew. Um, this whole thing about spirit of perversion, you know, I, I kind of wanted to get where you were going, so I've listened long enough. And then I said, let me just look up the definition. And because I wanted to understand, you know, perversion, because, you know, you hear about it, but, you know, I'm a word guy. And when I looked up the definition, it said the alteration of something from its original course, mm-hmm. meaning original course, original meaning, or original state to a distortion or a corruption of what was first intended. And so I just thought about this. Thing. I said, you know, you mentioned something about Adam and, and Eve. And I said, that was the original course that mankind was on. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. sin came into this thing, it took things off course. Right. And then we can just be really, really spiritual, right, and really Christian and say, but, you know, 
God had to send Jesus. Well, he really didn't have to, but he did because he gave mankind several chances before then. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those other instances like Noah and the flood could have been all that was needed, got mankind back on track. But man just kind of just kept on doing crazy stuff like we still do today. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Pre present, present company included, right? You know, doctors do stupid stuff too. Um, but that I last thing that you said, <laughs> you know, um, it carries a cost so high that if we're not careful, then the price is is more than we're willing or can actually pay. And mm -hmm. two things came to mind. One was the the story of the flood, knowing the flood in Genesis chapter six, uh -huh. how there was a lot of perversion going on. Mm -hmm. And the Bible was the one that declares that the Lord observed all this and mm -hmm. just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, right. He saw everything that they thought and everything that they possibly wanted to do that was so evil that God said, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. Perversion can get to a place where God says, I've had enough of you. Yes. I'm tired of dealing with you, not you individual sometimes, but it may be I'm tired of dealing with you. Right. Blank church. I'm tired of dealing with you, company of prophets or bishops or pastors. I'm tired of dealing right. with you, denomination. I'm tired of dealing with you. God has the power to, to, to do what he has done to so many people because it says, as God said, I'm going to wipe out the human race. So if you don't believe because of perversion in that time, in the biblical time, that God said, and actually did, if you keep going down, I will wipe out the human race. If you don't believe that he won't wipe out a denomination, <laughs> if, yes, if you don't believe that, that he will, will, will wipe out uh, a church, man, people don't take God serious. Read the because book. This, is, this is biblically, biblically sound. And, 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 and you know me, I like to talk. But the other thing, because you know somehow PRF stuff is coming in between this economic piece. I thought about how so many people can easily get wrapped up in perversion dealing with money. Mm -hmm. And the right. same end state that you just meant, that, that cost is being so great, is the same end state because the perversion piece is grieving the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's grieving the Holy Spirit. It's making God looking at us with the gas face like, man, I built this. This is what that person has become after all I've done for him or after all I've done for her. And mm -hmm. and if anybody, I don't need to take the time. If you want to go there, you can. But if you just take the time to read, and this is for your listeners, read the beginning chapter of Acts chapter 5. Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. that chapter, well, you got to really, to get context, you really got to go up to the, the last couple of verses of, of chapter 4. But Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira grieved the Holy Spirit. Right. They took something and made something that they didn't even have to make it out to be, exactly. dealing with money. How they were perverting this whole currency of money for what? I, I mean, the Bible doesn't tell us why they were so stupid with this. Like, why would you even go there? You really didn't even go there. And, mm -hmm. and, and and Peter tells him, you really didn't have to do all that. You could have just did what you wanted to do with it and be good. But you had to 
come up in here and try to be sneaky and make yourself to seem and be like you were something more than what you were getting off of your original course. If you wanted to go ahead and sell your property and keep the money to yourself, you could have did it. But you're going to come in here acting like you brought all the money in here. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The spirit of perversion will cause people to act out of character to distort certain things from what it was supposed to have been intended for. And, exactly. oh, my goodness, that Let's last that piece that you said, that cost, it cost them their life. Yeah. It cost the husband his life first. So, men, we got to get it together. We got to be up in line. We got to be right in right standing. We got to be those plumb lines in the community and society. Because God looked at, looks at man before he looks at one man. That's right. That's Going right. back to where, where you came into this at Bishop Zimmerman with, with Adam. Right? He ain't going to say, Eve, why would you do that? No, Adam, Adam, <laughs> I'm coming to you first. <laughs> you sit up here looking at this foolishness. Uh-huh. So we have uh-huh. a part to play as men with a lot of this perversion that's going on. And I don't care who you are and what position or title you have. If you're doing mm-hmm. some perverted stuff, especially in the name of the Lord, just think about Ananias and Sapphira. And if that don't get you, I don't know what else is going to happen. I don't know what else can get you. Because when you read that, something should say, you know what, man, I don't need to be doing this. And and I say that because something came up about a pastor and his wife recently in the southeastern part of the United States that uh-huh. stole millions of dollars from the church, mm-hmm. got caught up. This was recent. I'm not going to put it out there. You can go Google it, you know, if they want to. Mm-hmm. But you just think about how God didn't have to let them just go to jail. He could have just taken them out. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to say real quick is this whole thing about the spirit of perversion. When I look at Acts chapter 5, you had Uh somebody that was connected enough in the spirit that recognized that spirit of perversion. That's right. And called it out. So don't be going putting out stuff all on Facebook about, you know, these pastors, but you know who it is, and you ain't going to say nothing to them, you're just as guilty. That's right. You know, I, I say I don't say certain things to put individuals on blast that because, you know, you just – but it's so dangerous when people just throw out this, this wide old net as if it's everybody, but you're really just talking about one person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are listening to that. But when you do it because you don't have the courage – to confront right. that spirit of perversion, you're a coward. You're a coward to me. I, I can't even fool with you. Exactly. I can't. I can't even fool with you. So I'm. I, I want to hear some more because I took some notes, and and I'm sure you got <laughs> something else. I'm gonna take some more notes on because folks need to be talking about this. You know, Jesus died on the cross. We know it. You hear it every Sunday. Now, what else? You better be uh-huh. dealing with some stuff that's real. You you better because nowadays these demons are are, are bolder. I was saying mm-hmm. that a, a few minutes ago. These demons, and they know who's going to address things, and they know who's not. They can see things in the spirit, including the spirit of perversion, and know who's going to address things and who's not going to address things. So they know who they can play around with. It's just like okay. a, a cat, and I'm using that analogy, that will play with a mouse when they know that they've defeated that mouse and that mouse can't move like it wants to and it's struggling. Mm. Sometimes what they'll do is they know that mouse can only go so far, that animal will play around with that prey 
And what mm-hmm. would happen is they'll play and they'll play around with it, and that, that poor uh, mouse will see that it's trying to escape. It'll try to escape, and there's no way of getting around it. No way of getting around it. And what happens is before it does the final kill, they're just tormenting. How many of you know that the demons will torment you before they kill you? That's part of that price of perversion and every other demonic spirit, but right before they kill you. Wow. Uh Uh-oh. I didn't mess somebody up. Doc, I tell you one thing, you raised you said a good point. By not saying anything, you're just as blameless. But I'm gonna tell you now that leaders have to lead by example. That's right. Leaders have to lead. Come in, Nebuchadnezzar, because the spirit of perversion will attach itself to leaders because leaders are in the limelight. And what happens is some of those, there are many types of perverse spirits. And what happens is, depending on that perverse spirit, it will attach itself to that leader. And if that leader is hosting that spirit of pride and arrogance, uh uh-oh. Yes, yes. It will attach itself to that leader just like leeches. And that leader might not recognize it for a while. And before long, it will suck and drain that leader until that leader has caught up to to something. And as we know, there has been some renowned leaders that have engaged in many different perverse acts, whether it's been sexual or, like you said, financial greed, image greed, you name it, and it has destroyed them. And they may have started out good, Doc. Mm-hmm. They turned out bad, ended up very bad. Because of the fact that they did not recognize what was on them, their intercessors slept on the third watch. No, somebody left the gate open. They allowed, because they were not vigilant, they left the gate open. And because they allowed the gate open, anybody had legal right to enter in. Mm-hmm. When you allow your spiritual portal to be cracked and you left that gate open, any demonic force can have any legal right to enter in. You have to be watchful. You have to be worded up. You have to be prayed up. You have to watch what goes into your eye gate, your ear gate. You have to watch what goes into your spirit, man. 
you cannot be connected to in and everything. You have to know them that labor among you. And what people have failed to do, they've they've entertained that gospel of inclusion. Uh Uh-oh. They've gotten too much into the prosperity preaching. Name it, claim it, stab it, and grab it. They stop teaching on the doctrine of Jesus Christ. They don't do correction when things are not right because it's too hard for the people to hear. The people don't want to hear that. Some people are improperly positioned. Everybody's not meant to be a pastor. Everybody's not meant to be a bishop. Everybody's not meant to be an apostle. Come on now. Some of some people need to be sitting on the pew a little while longer and listen. But when you get people ear ticklers, you get people that's working under the assignment of the enemy, they'll whisper things in your ear to entice you to be improperly positioned. Now I'm talking to the leaders. Mm-hmm, because I got something for them too. Us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you have it in just a second because I know you got Mm -hmm. something good, dog. I know you got something good. They will allow them to tickle their ear and say, you know what? You're supposed to be a prophet. You're supposed to be a pastor. Ain't nobody told you both. God ain't telling you that. Everybody is not called. And so what happens is, They try to fit this image of what a pastor is supposed to be, a bishop is supposed to be, an elder is supposed to be. Well, are you really ready for what the mantle has called you to do? It may cost you your life. It will cost you your life in one way or another. It's going to cost you. And then when you realize you truly going to have to take up your cross and follow him, now your mouth stretched out because I didn't know I was going to have to do all this. Uh huh. Then you call up in scandals because of the perverse spirit that is upon you. But you were called. Now, I'm not saying leaders don't have issues, but what I am saying is, unless you heard from God, you and God have talked about this, and you know when God has called you for such a time as this, you better check yourself. Go ahead, Doc. Okay, so since you said check yourself, that's what you said. And you're a bishop. See, I'm, I'm not a bishop, so, you know, 
you say it, it, it means something. For any leader, any religious leader that has a problem with being courageous in front of the people, being courageous with dealing with these spirits and these demons that are in people or even in within you, um, mm-hmm. well, let's, let's just say with people, addressing issues, right? So many people wanted to talk about Dr. Martin Luther King, but you won't do nothing and you won't bring nobody in to help deal with the poverty that's going on wow. within your congregation. Okay, so I get it. I get it that it's a tough thing. See, God just wired me crazy like this that I'm going to keep speaking out about these injustices and I'm not going to let anybody off the hook, right? Yeah. But everybody's not like that. I get it. Some people are more quiet and soft-spoken. Some people have to watch, you know, saying certain things because it affects their paycheck. You know, I get it. I understand the complexities of ministry. But in the Bible, Moses, before he became the one that we see leading the children of Israel through the Red Sea on dry land, before we get to that Moses, right, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there was a different Moses. Moses is my guy. Right, I take that, that's my guy. Yeah. Moses was a different type of Moses. When God called him, and he was like, "Hold on, these cats ain't going to listen to me." Right. They, they're not going to listen to me. So, so then the, he had to have a conversation with God. Okay, what, what's in your hand? What do you have at your disposal that can help you to carry out the task that I'm trying to give you, get you to do? And so you know they go through the you know the whole the whole thing with the with the staff and everything, but it, even with that, Moses is like, ah, oh, man, this this stuff is really still too hard for me. God, I can't speak. This is this one gets. I'm not good with words. I I got this little problem. I, I'm not good speaking up in front of folks. I get tongue tied. My words get all twisted up. Okay, well if if you have a problem communicating. Maybe, just maybe, that just as God did for Moses, when Moses felt like, I can't say this. I can't, I can't, I can't speak up against this racist stuff that's happening to, to, to the people inside of my church because I'm, 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 mm, I'm neighbors with some, some light-skinned folk. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, can't, I can't do that. Then I want to I just suggest that, if you cry out to God, you know, I, if you're a coward, if you know you're being cowardly about it, just be honest. Like, God, I'm just, I'm cowardly right now. I, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to put my family at risk. And just be honest with God because people see you and they're going to look, look at you and think you're a chump anyway. So you might as well just be honest with God and let God give you right. some help. And maybe, just maybe, and, and I believe that God will do this because we're speaking about it. Maybe, just maybe, God has already positioned an Aaron to be able to go and speak with what you can't speak. See, that becomes part of the problem. I remember years and years ago, I was the vice president for the NAACP in my community. And, the pre- and I'm like the youngest cat at like 20-something. And everybody else was like over 50. And the president was a retired school teacher. He had two or three retirements. And he was very well known within the Baptist arena. And we had a situation going on. And he said, let me tell you, he said, Dunlap, young blood, let me tell you something. Because I'm like, let's go do this. You know, I'm kind of like Caleb was, right, in, in Numbers 13. Let's go take these jokers now. He was like, let me, yeah. let me tell you something. Yeah. He said, you got a family to take care of, young blood. He said, I'm retired. Ain't nothing they could do to me. So let me be the one that stands up in front of the people saying, 
what needs to be said because they can't do nothing to me. But you got a lot of years ahead of you, God willing. And they can make stuff really, really difficult. And I didn't want to listen to that wisdom. But I think back now how he saved me because certain things that God needed me to do, I could have messed them up way back when and not been in the position that I am today. Exactly. Exactly. Not because I was scared, but because the wisdom of God said, hold on, there's a different way of handling this. So what God did with Moses, okay, let me go ahead and remove all the excuses from you. Mm-hmm. Because Moses said, well, send somebody else. No, uh-uh. Nah. I'm, I'm going to send, we're going to go with, 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 with your boy there. We're going to go with Aaron, your brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. He, he, and he, and the thing was, when Moses was going through this dialogue with God, in God's divine providence, Moses got, uh, Aaron was already on his way to go see Moses. See, God will find ways to take the excuses out of our mouths. Right. And, and when God said to him, he said, listen, Aaron's going to be your spokesperson. I just, he, you're going to stand in my place, but you're going to tell him what to say. So you know what? Just like I was able to tell Deacon Johnson, listen, da-da-da-da-da. And Deacon Johnson said it, my family was protected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My income was protected because I was still in the workforce at that time. So then... After that, and, and you, you know, if you just read, if you just watch the Ten Commandments, you know, back in the black and white with Charles and Heston, and you know, you're gonna get a yeah. whole different view of what this says. But Aaron was with Moses. Mm-hmm. You, you see, what I'm saying, so that should take away if you're scared, brothers and sisters. Ask God. Listen, I'm, tell God. Listen, I'm scared. I don't want to deal with this. Is a touchy situation. I don't want to come up against Trump. I don't. I, I've been in the White House. I don't want to come up against Trump. I know the power. Yeah, it's a powerful position. It was a powerful position with President Obama. It was a powerful position with President Bush. It was a powerful position with President Clinton. And they all had the same amount of power and influence with the behind-the-scenes stuff if they really wanted to go there. So the truth of the matter is either you're going to stand up for it or you're not. But people are watching, and they're watching to see if the men and women of God who call ourselves leaders – are going to stand up and be bold enough to speak. Now, when I get up there and I stand up, don't have me looking back and y'all ain't there. I know that's right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't don't have I'm me standing about. up there because if I'm standing up for you, don't have me standing up there by myself. I'm like, I'm standing up there like I'm big and bad because I, you know, I got like a million folk behind me. And then I turn around and they be like five. Ain't nobody. And I've been there. I've been there, dog. I've been there. <laughs> Boy. Standing up by myself. <laughs> there's always a way it don't have to be like this people don't have to just not say anything there's ways of communicating i tell anybody if there's some some issues that you don't want to deal with especially in this arena that i'm in just holler at me i can get it out i can get the message out because oh, yeah. i am not scared of saying whatever needs to be said be said in this area that god has called me to Right. And that's, right. that's one good reason. I tell you, Bishop, that's one reason why after 10 years, almost 10 years, uh-huh. why we're, quote, unquote, just at this point after 10 years. Right. Because Absolutely. if I would went the easier route, I'd have been a whole lot. You probably wouldn't be able to talk to me right now. You probably mm-hmm. had to talk to somebody else and talk to somebody else just to get to me. Exactly. 
I wouldn't be sitting here on my computer like, let me chill, let me tune in to Bishop Zimmer. Mm-mm. Because things would have been a whole lot different in advance. Right. But I was not willing to sell out. I was willing to say what needs to be said and take the route that God had me to go. So it may slow up some things in the natural, but I promise you, we are 100 miles of running in the spiritual. So we should be willing to take that and not compromise. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we're talking about. You know, it's a it's a high price in as far as being called, but it's so worth it in ministry. But you gotta know that you're called by God and you gotta accept your assignment with all gladness. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you can't allow the spirit of perversion to put you in an assignment that you're not called for. You know, that's the thing about it. You've got to know and recognize what your calling is and who you're called by. And so when you know who you're called by and know that your true calling is, you'll be able to operate efficiently because God will give you all the tools that you need so that you can operate in your calling. Come on, somebody. Help me, somebody. (laughs) That's right. Help me, somebody. I'm telling you, you know, and it doesn't matter what the Tobias and Sandalas may say because they they can't do anything. The only thing they can do is try to talk, and they're your sparring partners. You thank God for them because they'll keep you in God's presence. Uh-oh, somebody, I'm going to say that one more time because they're going to they gonna get that along the way. You thank God for your Tobiases and Sandbalance because they're going to keep you in God's presence. I'm going to let them meditate on that one, dog. In other <laughs> words, their Tobiases, your Tobiases and Sandbalance said you can't do it. They're working for the enemy. But God said you can do it. So if God says you can do it, if God is before you, who can be against you? Nobody. The devil can't stop you. He can't do anything except unless God allows him to. Perversion can't stop you. But you can give perversion the legal right if you choose to. God says, I set before you blessings and curses, life and death. And what did he turn around and tell you to choose? Choose life. That's right. So your seed can live. So... Mm -hmm. This is what you need to do. You need to think about it. Don't let the spirit of perversion hinder your destiny. It's a destiny robber. Come here, King Nebuchadnezzar, when you allowed as a leader to allow perversion to think that you created the things around you. 
and you got so high-minded that God knocked you on all fours. Uh-oh. And you became like a beast in the woods. You were chased in the woods, ran in the woods for seven years until you came into your senses. Then you had to recognize who it was that gave you the increase. Because, you know, I was at a church service Sunday, and somebody said that uh, that Donald Trump reminded him of uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. And mm. I'm not going to dispute that. You know, I'm not going to say anything against that, because the song he could probably remind him of that. That's to the individual. But at the same token... It's just like, hey, until we all get to the place of realizing that wherever we may be, whether we got a penny in our pocket or $10 million in our pocket, God gives the increase. We don't get nothing on ourselves, and how dare anyone have the mitigated goal to think that you could get anything on your own, if you're thinking that, if you're lusting after anything outside of God and you're obsessed about it, that's perversion. If it's taking you away from the things of God, now we all like to have nice things and we all like to have, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of things in life, in other words. But God can always be our center equation. And if we take God out of the equation and we're seeking after desperately, seeking after things that are outside of the will of God, that's straight perversion. Now, like I said earlier, and I'm not sure if you were here, uh, Doc, but I bet you, the doctor that trained all of those uh, high-profile gymnasts and athletes, female athletes, he's going to have 60 years to think about how perversion has affected his life. Mm. He's going to have 60 years to think about how he allowed perversion to guide his life. Because, and then even more people have come out spoken up that he has affected his life, their lives. Weinstein, all of these people that have already, all of a sudden, Charlie Rose, all of these people that thought they could get away with it, perversion. And then I'm going to add this for the women that are operating under perversion. Because the Lord showed me right before this incident happened that there are some women that is trying to capitalize off of this. It's not going to work well for them. Now, there are some men that have done wrong, but there are some women that have done wrong too. And there are some women Mm -hmm. that are trying to set up some of these men 
It's not going to go well at all. There was a woman that uh, reported today that a man sexually assaulted her, and I, I'm sorry I don't have the next, remember the, recall the name, but it was a famous actor. Uh, he looked like he was of Indian descent, but they went out on a date, and the date was just simply maybe a bad date, and she tried to say that he sexually assaulted her. She wanted to be anonymous, but he got exposed. Just as the Lord lived, there's going to be a law that's going to be set up that is for women that set up this. Watch, watch, it's, it's going to happen. That for women that give false reports, it's going to turn out bad for them, really bad. It's already out there. It's already part, It's already the law. It's already a crime. They're locking up, locking up women for that. But it's going to be a different sentence. It's going to be stiffer because this woman right here, I don't even know how they made her uh, where that she's not identified, but it's going to turn out really bad. It's going to turn out really bad for her. She's going to be the uh, probably the first one that it's going to really go bad for. Watch. It's going to turn out. That's perver- That's another example for perversion. The guy even managed to call her to ne- the next day and said he had a great time. Evidently she didn't. And then she tried to expose him and use the Me Too hashtag, hashtag Me Too. But nevertheless, perversion is going to cost. And we as believers in the body of Christ need to make sure that we stop sleeping Be watchful and prayerful. Stay worded up. Be our brothers and sisters keepers. Now, uh, Doc, I do thank you for being here, but I want you to share about your show with our viewers. Okay. Um, The show that we have is on Blog Talk Radio and we have actually two shows. Um, the show that I'm primarily on is called the PRF Table, and PRF stands for Possessions, Resources, and Finances. And that is a show, well, let me just tell you, this month we're dealing with financially healthy. That is the, the theme for this month. Every month we have a different theme, and if God says so, says differently. And so we're talking about financially healthy each week, a different subtopic of that financially healthy individuals was the first week financially healthy pastors and leaders was last week this week we're dealing with financially healthy churches so uh oh my goodness that's going to be something and then next week we're going to deal with financially healthy communities and so we're just we're just dealing with things that just don't get dealt with in a lot of the listeners churches 
for yeah. one reason or another. So it doesn't mean that it's not important. It may just be a different place that a particular ministry or church, God has them, but that's okay. That's what you got to do what God tells you as a leader. However, we do know that these are the issues that are affecting those same people. And so um, we have a platform that allows them to be able to come and express themselves and, and get pointed in the right direction, um, wherever that may be. And then on the first and third Thursday, um, we have a show that's entitled Your Health is Your Wealth. And Thank Sister you. Kimberly Silas out of Atlanta, Georgia, she hosts that show, and that show does exactly what it says. She talks about how your health contributes to your wealth. And so um, that meets every first and third Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So um, there's a lot going on in the PRF world right now, but that is the the essence of the radio show. Amen, amen. And I can say from uh, listening in on it, and I try to get there, uh, I try to get to as many as I can. It's a very good show, and, and I thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of it. Uh, so it's always a very thought-provoking. It's very interesting. So if you're not doing anything, ladies and gentlemen, definitely on those t- days and times, Definitely uh, join in with Dr. Dunlap. He definitely brings it up, closer to personal teaches at 100. So definitely he wants to, uh, definitely we want you to be a part of that uh, broadcast and, and, and everything because it's definitely good. Uh, we want to definitely thank our sponsor, Victoria Sheffield, and want you to definitely tune in to the broadcast. Uh, I will be posting up. PRF as well as Victoria Sheffield, and we have another young lady. Uh, please forgive me; I, her name skips my mind. I'm I'm getting to know her as well. Uh, also on our our blog talk talk show uh, broadcast, and we solicit your supports. Uh, Victoria Sheffield has done a tremendous job at advertising. If you're looking also for advertising opportunities. Please contact all either one of us. We'll be definitely happy to um, advertise for you. Um, we have some great rates, uh, so get in touch with either one of us. We have, we'd be happy to oblige you. Uh, we want to thank her for our ongoing support. Um, definitely want to continue to solicit prayers. Uh, we're all doing well. Uh, we are embracing a new topic on next week. Uh, we have concluded perversion. Who knows what we're going to be talking about in the next several weeks. We'd like to have uh, Dr. Dunlap on in the next four weeks, so we'll be talking to him. We're putting him on the spot now. So <laughs> <laughs> so we will um, definitely, because he, he does a phenomenal job, and, and I thank God for him. He's very insightful, very knowledgeable, and um Definitely a good guru to go to for information. So I thank God for him. He has a wonderful book that I'm reading. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your book in maybe 30 seconds. Sure. The book is called Don't Leave You Like This, Inspiration to Leave a Legacy. It tells the story of three stories or three incidents that happened in my life. I had three father figures, um, a father, a stepfather, and someone I call my dad. They all passed away within the same two-year period. And they all had a lot of their earthly affairs not in order. And so it left the family in some very precarious situations. 
And so I'm telling everybody about that so that you can see how it happened to me and hopefully don't let that be the victim of a story from somebody else in your own family and within your own community. Amen. Amen. Very good book. Um, Definitely so. Also, um, Get Women of Power by yours truly, Evangelist and Evangelist Victoria Sheffield. And we have four of us that have co-authored that book, actually. Uh, You'll find it on Amazon. And yours is also on Amazon, Dr. Dunlap. Yes, the preferred method is through our website. It is prfministry.org forward slash books. Um, But you can also get it on Amazon. If you get it from me, then I'll autograph it from you. Okay. And I got my autograph, y'all. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to thank each and every person for joining in. Um, This is Bishop Kelly signing off from King of the Day. Know that I love you. But guess what? Jesus loves you best. Thank you again, Dr. Dylap. God bless you. Thank you. God bless each and every one of you. Bye-bye.